Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Do you suffer from CCD, that is colony collapse disorder? Well, actually, you don't, as that is the problem that honeybees have been having recently. Scientists around the world couldn't understand why so many hives of honeybees were mysteriously dying. Was it climate change or pesticides on crops, or perhaps too many of the same crops in fields? Now it seems the problem is twofold, that a virus is interacting with a fungus and the two working together has been the cause of the bees dying in their hives. Researchers believe that if there was just only one of those problems, then the bees could cope. But if both working together, then the problem becomes too much. So now they know the likely problem, scientists can work on a solution. And it hasn't just posed a problem for people like me who love honey on their toast in the morning either. Without bees pollinating crops around the world, then those crops simply wouldn't grow. So next time you see a bee, just remember what a great job he's doing. Hardly a week goes by in the astronomy world without news of another planet being discovered in space that could potentially support life. One of the more exciting ones recently was a planet circling around the Sun, Gliese 581, which is particularly good as it is a mere 20 light years away. So yes, a radio message there would take 40 years for a round trip, and who knows what condition the human race will be in in 40 years' time, but it is considerably closer than other planets that are deemed to have a good chance for supporting life. However, a really big question is what status any alien life might be in. Might it be at the stage where we were millions of years ago? Single-cell beings, perhaps? Or a life form infinitely more advanced than we are now? We simply don't know, so we'll have to wait until we can make contact with them or they say hello to us. If we do remotely explore other planets within our own solar system, the method we've used so far usually involves a rover vehicle that slowly moves around the planet. That's what's happened on Mars over the last years, and the various rover vehicles have sent back some fascinating data. But what about a plane that can fly over the Martian landscape to cover a much bigger area? That is what one NASA scientist is proposing. The flight over Mars would last just two hours and would consist of a rocket-powered robotic airplane that would zoom over the surface of the red planet at around 600 kilometers per hour. The advantage of this method of exploration is that we could collect data from a huge area of the planet, including mountainous parts of the landscape that are inaccessible by ground-based rovers. The closer views would be far better than we could get from orbit as well. Scientists are still figuring out the details and the technology, but if the mission did go ahead, then it could happen before the end of the decade. You probably don't imagine the United States Army as ecologically friendly. Their missions are usually more destructive than constructive after all. 
However, the US Army is aiming to be at the forefront of green initiatives and hopes to use 50% renewable energy within 10 years. In fact, this makes a lot of sense from a practical perspective. If the army is based in the desert, then it's much better to be reliant on solar energy than to have traditional refueling. Fuel convoys are a dangerous target in the field, and so although research is unlikely to lead to solar-powered tanks, support facilities, tents, hospitals and control areas are set to rely much more on green and renewable energy sources in future. Mosquitoes are still a big problem around the world. In parts of Africa, the main concern is malaria. In other parts of Asia, it is dengue fever. There may be 50 to 100 million cases of dengue fever every year. And although some outbreaks can be prevented by removing breeding places in urban areas, that isn't possible in the wild. But now Australian scientists have developed bacteria that they plan to infect mosquitoes with and make it harder for them to transmit dengue fever. Not only do the bacteria make it harder for the mosquito to carry the virus, but also it halves the mosquito lifespan, which is particularly important as only mature mosquitoes transmit the disease. The infected mosquitoes will be released in Australia and Vietnam next year, and hopefully this will reduce outbreaks of dengue fever. I'm Neil Chase and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website and I'll see you next week with more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk Teen Time Podcast On Demand.